Welcome back to That Thing with James J. Asher II. I'm your host, James J. Asher II, once again joined by... Emily. And uh, today we have a topic, and the topic is... Bad dates. Bad dates. We're going to talk about bad dates we've been on. Uh, and this is going to be a two-parter. Yep. Um, although the first part is going to be totally public, and the second part is going to be an exclusive episode for patrons. I am now doing extra episodes, a.k.a. extra work for this show, um, for patrons exclusively. So if you would like access to these premium bonus exclusive, if you want to be exclusive, if you want to be premium, if you want to be special and also help out with the show, go to patreon.com slash that thing with James and you can become an exclusive. You can get the, the diamond platinum. You can ski the black diamond. <laughs> <laughs> You can ride the slopes, baby. Oh, my God. Mountains. Mountains of cocaine at this exclusive club. Black Diamond. Patreon.com slash that thing with James. I got some kombucha, man. And while while I'm at it, uh, you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Because I don't, I don't fuck with TikTok. Because that's just extra work I don't feel like doing. Um, check out my fire posting game. My handle is at James J. Asher at, at uh, what I say, Twitter and Instagram. Also, I have a subreddit that is much, much lonely. Please give me shit posts. Give me memes. Give me z- zoomies. Z- zooms? Zoomers? Zoom? Gen, Gen Z? Yeah. <clears throat> R slash that thing with James. Uh, reddit.com slash r slash that thing with james and make my my um subreddit much less lone lonely yeah yeah so the past few episodes we were just sort of telling the story of um how how we ended up where we are now right mm-hmm. Yes. And there were a few details I wanted to toss in um, that I forgot about and that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. And I also want to note, um, in the last episode, just to, you know, cover, I don't think anyone went looking, frankly, honestly, okay. for realsies uh, on, on the DL. Um, I did record a, a premium episode one, but then ended up taking it off the interwebs because I felt a little guilty about it. After recording it, after editing it, after hours and hours of finally getting it up online and everything, I decided I don't feel good about this. Um, It's not that I was necessarily dragging anyone through the mud or being like insulting or disparaging or or defaming anyone i just felt it was a little too soon to tell the story that i told so i've got that on the back burner so once we're done recording this episode we're recording 
essentially part two, or, or actually the second half of this episode, which will be a premium thing through Patreon. But uh, I'm going to call this one premium episode number one. Even though it's technically episode number two, yeah, I'm going to name this one number one. And then I've got in my files the real number one, which will be, you know, maybe I'll release it sometime in the future. But for now, I think it's a little too soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before we get into bad dates, I did want to talk about, um, there were a few other funny details, which God damn it, I'm blanking on now. There was, let's start with the, the money thing. You had a friend contact oh, you. That'll be later. I, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, you don't want no. to talk about that? Mm-mm. Oh, how come? Just because I don't want to say anything about the landlord. We've already talked enough. Okay. Are you worried about, like, retribution or something? Potentially. I mean, I just feel a little... Too soon still? Oh, man, that sucks because that was a good one, too. Yeah. Well, fuck, now I forgot. Oh, there was the drive out of Texas. We can talk about that. Yeah, that was an experience. So, um, Texas, we had finally decided we're leaving. And uh, Texas tried very hard to make sure that we didn't leave. What happened? There was a guy speeding on a bike with no helmet to start it off with. First, we were we were leaving Houston. We were leaving Houston and traveling north to Oklahoma. And what was weird was traffic while we were there was not bad until we were leaving. In in the Houston area? In Houston, yeah. It was like really not that bad. The traffic wasn't bad until the very morning we were leaving and it was just packed and... Everyone was there. Insane. Okay, so first you mentioned a motorcycle? Mm Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. I forget. So I don't drive, so I'm just looking out the window and, you know, James is just driving and I look over and I see this thing just flashed by and it's a motorcyclist who's got to be going at least 100 miles per hour no helmet on nothing Mm -hmm. i just remember being like okay cool so we're definitely gonna see that guy get pulled over and did we no well there was like a after that there was like another motorcycle that was going about 100 as well yeah and then there was also a band of motorcycles that weren't going quite 100 but they did blast by that's true but there were for sure especially the first one He's yeah, being he was very unsafe. He was doing like he was popping wearing, wheelies. He was popping wheelies. He was on a crotch rocket. Yeah. Uh wearing like a tank top and that's it. Well, he had pants on too, <laughs> like some windbreakers. That would have been a lot different story. Wearing some like windbreaker pants or something. And uh yeah, he blasted the fuck by. Um and then just it was just kind of dense, fast, aggressive traffic. Yeah. But once we got out of the Houston metro area, we get onto the highway. Um, it's cool for a little bit, but then what do we start seeing? Like five million police. Did they like drive by or no, what? No, we saw a bunch What's, of people getting pulled over. I tell some details. I really don't know like what why they were getting pulled over, but I've never seen that many people getting pulled over in all of my life. Like every f- two or few minutes. We heard sirens and lights flashing only on our lane. Yeah. Only on the northbound lane or whatever bound on our side. 
cops coming up, and every time my ass clenches because I feel unsafe around police. And uh, yeah, they would blast by. Yeah, it, it was real touch and go. They would blast by. And then, you know, after a while, we would drive by and we'd see them. Yeah, and they'd yeah. have someone pulled over on the side of the road. We also saw um, every, not even 10, not uh, every less than 10 miles, we would see either someone pulled over mm -hmm. or a car broken down. Yep. Now, this is a little different, but. It kind of reminds me now, I'm thinking of when we went to uh, New Orleans. The Trail of Tires. From When we went to New Orleans from Austin, uh, what highway is that? No, seven, nine. What? <laughs> you got to help me with this stuff, I'm not dude. sure about what interstate it I, was. I can't be the only person with I their head up their ass. I-40? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think that's here in Oklahoma. Yeah, that gets you to Oklahoma City, I-40. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Well, whatever highway, interstate we were on going to New Orleans, um, once we got out of Texas, like past the, it's like right when you pass the uh, the uh, state line, there was exploded tires fucking everywhere. It was a yeah. nonstop trail. I'm not even exaggerating. I don't think we went a single mile without seeing a completely exploded tire, usually off the side of the road, but... Sometimes it was on. Sometimes it was on the road. And just... And, 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 and like, I would be able to tell before you would tell because I'd start seeing, like, specks of black rubber mm -hmm. um, just strewn about. Like, you could see where someone's tire exploded and they pulled over on at the side of the road and the rest of it just, like, unravels on diagonal from the left yeah. leg over to the right shoulder. <laughs> um but no this leaving texas um we weren't even that far out of of houston yet and it was just broken down or pulled over cars the whole fucking way impact uh, I, and there was a yeah. lot of traffic yeah it was very busy and um there was also one moment i, I dodged some things did I dodge just the boxes, or was there something else I had to dodge too? I'm pretty Wait, sure it was a tire too. I had it because yeah. it was a semi truck's tire that blew out in front of us. Oh yeah, yeah, that was another thing. A semi. We hear an explosion that sounds like a big fucking gunshot or something, and um, well, it had to be louder than a gunshot because yeah. we heard it on the highway, and um, we didn't see it, but we heard it, and I was like, "It's that semi ahead of us." And after a mile or so, I, I started seeing tire and then the whole fucking tire had come off. Yeah. I had to dodge that. I had to dodge. Two um, boxes. That was later. I, I, I still had to dodge like wood planks with nails sticking out oh, of it. yeah. There was wood planks. Um, there was um, a whole fucking few trash bags full of um, clothing. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. There was trash bags full of clothing that I had to dodge. And this is at like 75 to 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, which was the legal limit. And uh, what else? Um, and then at one point, I think it was, was it before or after Dallas? 
I think it was maybe after. After. Well, um, two big fucking boxes. I would say. Oh no, that was in Dallas. Oh, it was. Yes, we were. (laughs) We were in Dallas, and um, two. I'd say three foot by three foot boxes, cardboard boxes, came flying out of the back of this truck, Um, and. Thank God I was on drugs because I was so hyper-focused. I got us between, so we were definitely going 80 Mm -hmm. at this point. We were going 80, and I, uh, I saw these boxes flying toward us, and they were getting, as they were flying, because it was very windy, um, the boxes would go closer together and further apart. They were sort of, it was sort of like a oscillation pattern that they were doing with each other, like a double helix sort of mm-hmm. a thing where they'd get further, closer, further, closer as it's traveling forward, like the universe expanding and contracting as it travels forward through time and space. And while at the same time being time and space, these were quantum fucking boxes. And I thank God fucking got into like hyper focus actually maybe not hyper focus because then you kind of stop when you're hyper focused it's like hyper fixated mm-hmm. wouldn't you say i guess so i don't know i got in like peak michael jordan i almost said michael jackson <laughs> peak michael jackson flow state <laughs> i had my air pumps <laughs> i had my my legs split out my tongue out ee Shimona, the boxes came fucking flying right at my car. And they were at the point in their oscillation where they were closer together. And just as it was coming at us, they were just starting to split further apart again from each other. And I weaved and I still somehow managed to stay in our in lane, one lane. I, I didn't cross over the shoulder line or the um, uh, the Lanes. dotted, you know, uh, left lane. I was in the right lane. I stayed in the lane, but also managed to weave just enough. But it was a fucking noticeable yeah. weave with what without flipping the fucking car. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the boxes went on either side of us, one on the right, one on the left. It was like passing through a portal um, of danger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I'm sure the boxes were empty because of the I way they were so. flying. I'm pretty sure they were empty. But they split feet before reaching my car. I mean, they were heading toward the windshield. Yeah. They, were, they weren't low. They weren't tumbleweeding along the road. No, they were in the air. The whole fucking time, they were floating. I saw them floating somehow, closer together, further apart, in the air, feet up from the air, heading toward the windshield, and it splits apart just in time for me to make a very split-second adjustment right in between them, and we pass through them, and I look behind me, and they smack together just after us, I think, like... The wake, the wind wake behind us. Yeah. They smashed together and then went flying. And I'm looking in the rear view mirror and we're both screaming our heads off um, and laughing. Um, And I see another car had to fully get out of their lane 
to dodge the two boxes. Because yeah. um, we were, it wasn't hilly at this point. So I just saw these boxes just still midair. I don't know why they were in the fucking air the whole time. They never touched ground. It's just oscillating closer, closer, further, closer, further down until I couldn't see them anymore in the rear view mirror. Yeah. And other cars had to fucking dodge them. And then not long after that, another fucking cop, uh, SUV, Dallas PD, comes blasting by to pull over some someone yeah. that we saw like three miles ahead and it was like this the whole way non fucking stop like white knuckle like you don't and i never even got this chance in texas i never got to put on cruise control yeah it's too there's too many people on the road yeah at least where we were i'm sure Well, I know for a fact West Texas is different until you get to the cities, but it's less populous on on the highways, too. But where we were, Houston, San Antonio, Austin, up to Dallas, just... Everywhere is traffic. It's just you don't get the convenience. uh, You you don't get the... um, Luxury. The luxury of cruise control. In Texas, in Central and Eastern Texas. So there was not a moment on this very long, hours, hours long drive out of Texas going north. There was not a moment to rest except for when we would pull over to pee and get some snacks and drinks, non-alcoholic. And... Yeah, it was just sort of a white-knuckle event the whole way out. Yeah. Texas tried to fucking kill us. It definitely tried to take us out. Texas tried to fucking kill us as uh, as we left. It did not want us to leave, and we were talking about it, mm-hmm. were we not? Yes, we During were. the drive. Yeah. It was like, this thing is trying, now that we've finally decided, because we've had some sketchy drives out yeah. of Texas before, but never under the um in the context of we're leaving like we're moving away we're not living here anymore and when we added in the context of we're not going to live here anymore the state uh, the spirit of texas (laughs) the spirit of the spirit of the lone star state tried to fucking kill us it did not want to let us go and so many hours later, we pass um, the bridge and get into Oklahoma. Pass the river. Yes. Mm-hmm. The bridge that goes over the river <laughs> into Oklahoma. And it got, it was just so much more chill after that. Frankly, I got bored at that point. <laughs> I did not. I was like, this is fine. I got bored because I was like, I just went through the craziest shit. My back hurts. Um, this is a long fucking drive now because I've acclimated to dodging boxes and seeing dudes and wife beaters going on wheelies in their crotch rockets at a hundred miles an hour. Cops every fucking minute blasting by making me nervous because again, I don't want to be pulled over. I I do not feel comfortable around police. They do not make me feel safe. Yeah. 
Um, and then we got out. Sure. Fuck. I should have written down the other details because I was, I thought of this stuff. I did like that your sister didn't know that there was a river and I'm sad that I didn't ask her if, if she finally saw the river. I guarantee she didn't. I'm pretty sure it's the Red River. Mm. So, um, what other funny details? I, I had them a few days ago and now I forgot because I didn't fucking write them down. It's too bad you don't want to talk about the the donation thing yeah. from the. Um, uh, she wasn't donating her own money. I'm, I'm not going to tell the whole thing, but um, a, a nonprofit organization reached out to her because someone she knows knew someone else, and was like, "Yo, I heard you and all your neighbors are out of homes now. Um, how can we help?" And there was a big ordeal. <clears throat> well, it wasn't that big of an ordeal. It was just someone tried to do some shady stuff. Yeah. That was not Emily or me. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> or anyone who, who lived at the apartments. That's true. Mm-hmm. So. So, so, so. How long have we been recording now? 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm, let's see. Should we take a quick break and then get into the actual subject of the yeah. episode? And we do like 40 minutes? Yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. We're going to take a pee break, uh, and then we will actually get to the topic of the episode. We'll be right back. And we're back. And now we're going to get on to the actual topic of the episode. Bad dates. <clears throat> so who goes first, me or you? You. You want to, let's do rock, paper, scissors over it. Let's, um. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You fucking went too fast or you did not go with it. Okay. okay. Rock, paper. Stop. Let me lead. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Fuck. Okay. You go first. Oh, great. You won. Oh, great. So I guess my, I haven't had a lot of great dates in my past, but my very first date was with a high school boyfriend and we went to go get sushi, which I'd never eaten before, never used chopsticks, nothing. So it was just really embarrassing for me in that way. It was just a really awkward date because I was sitting there trying to figure out how to eat food. Was it that Korean guy? No, that was in college. Okay. So you were, you went to get sushi and... Just didn't know how to use, how to use chopsticks. chopsticks. So I was mortified. How old were you? I was like 16. Oh, so you were in high school. Yeah. Okay. It was my first date date. I mean, I went on another date when I was like 13 with a 17-year-old, but I don't remember that. I blocked that one out. So it was just a, that one was a bad date because he couldn't use chopsticks? Yes. I felt so inadequate. Really? Yeah. I felt awful because I didn't know how to use chopsticks and everybody was like, you know, doing that. And I hadn't eaten any Japanese food. I'd never had sushi before. Uh-huh. So I just felt like really inept. And you didn't want to ask for a fork? No. Did you use your fingers? No. Oh. I stabbed the sushi with a chopstick. Well, how did the other guy behave? I don't think he cared what I was doing. Yeah? Yeah. 
I mean, that was like my first real boyfriend in high school and <clears throat> or the last one. And we dated for what? I don't know, three months. God only knows. Oh, so you were dating this guy already? Yes, but we'd never gone anywhere. Okay. Then I guess it's my turn now. Mm-hmm. I've got notes. Let me get them. Okay. So, bad dates. Um, so this one was a bit earlier in my life. I was in, I think I was a freshman in high school mm-hmm. and, um, my cousin, I'm, uh, I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> but my cut, because he comes back in another story, Okay, my cousin, um, a story I'm actually going to tell in the, uh, you know, in yeah. the second half of this. Um, so my cousin was dating this girl for, since I'd known them, they'd been together for years, I think. And, uh, they split up. They were, I think maybe juniors or seniors. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, they were split up and his ex-girlfriend asked me to go to the prom with them. Yeah. Uh, the prom was in McAllister, Oklahoma. And, um, well, it was very, it was, it was just a very awkward date because I felt weird. Okay. So my cousin is, he, he was very cocksure. Yeah. He actually, I remember one time he blew out my right ear because he had just installed some like new tweeters in his truck and he had the uh, high tones up as high as possible Uh and was blasting some fucking music. And the tweeter was like next to my head and it just was so fucking loud. This high pitched thing. It pierced like a needle, a fucking ice needle through my right eardrum. And my ear was ringing for quite a while afterwards. Now his girlfriend, then ex-girlfriend was always very sweet. I was not in the least attracted to her whatsoever, mm-hmm. but she was always a very sweet person. Um, and we weren't friends, but we were more than acquaintances. So I would say we were friendly. Yeah. Um, and again, I forget if she was a junior or a senior. I think she might have been a senior. And I was a freshman again. Yeah. And she asked me to go to the prom. And freshmen and sophomores don't get to go to prom. It's juniors and seniors go to prom. Um, And I felt obligated to go, a.k.a. my parents kind of pressured me into going. Yeah. Imagine that. My parents pressuring me into doing something I don't necessarily want to do. Looking at you. (laughs) uh, If memory serves me. I was already feeling this way and they were like, you should go with her 
because she's broken up um, and it would make her feel better um, to have someone to go to the prom with her. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, okay, this is my cousin's ex-girlfriend. But I'll go with her. Yeah. Because she asked me. And so we went and her car, she, she didn't have a lot of money. She's poor family. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've been to my hometown yeah. a lot. There's mostly very, very poor people. Yeah. Um, her, her um, speedometer was busted the whole time. And I felt like she was driving a little fast. I, I didn't feel, and she kind of was one of those people who is constantly moving the steering wheel. Oh, boy. And this was before I had um, gone to a therapist and been diagnosed as having general anxiety yeah. disorder. Um, but I was a nervous fucking wreck. I'd always, my entire life, have been a nervous wreck. Yeah. I'm much better now than I ever have been. But um, especially back then, um, a few, two or three years prior to my diagnosis, I was fucking panicking, but I didn't really realize it. Uh, well, I knew I was panicking, but yeah. I didn't really have the um, the language to understand it. Yeah. Um, so it was terrifying to go there. Um, it was very awkward. She was a sweet person, but I, I, I went out of shame and obligation. I didn't really want to go. But I also didn't want to make her feel bad because I liked her. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure if I met her again today, I would still like her. Yeah. She's just a good person. Um, but it was a very awkward date. And I feel a bit of shame now because I feel like she was probably well aware of how uncomfortable I was the whole time. Yeah. So that was an awkward date. Um, like we got dinner first at a Mexican restaurant and then went to the prom and that was the only prom I went to. I, I didn't go to prom, uh, junior or senior year in my, my years. Yeah. I had mono at prom. I weighed like 90 pounds at that point. I yeah. Was real sick. Uh, junior year. Um, I was depressed cause my uncle had killed himself yeah. and I was not going to go. Plus my friends were being really shitty around that time anyway. Yeah. Not like, uh, not like bullying me or anything, just not really there. Yeah. Um, common theme in my life. And, um, and then senior year, the, the principal was just a shithead and he came up with all these stupid rules and I was like, you know, fuck that. That's a hassle. Yeah. It doesn't sound fun. And from what I heard, my senior year prom was not that fun because of these crazy weird fucking rules the principal came up with i only went to one went with one person to a dance mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then they tried to ask me again my senior year they like delivered a, a cookie cake that said will you go to prom with me and i started to have a panic attack i grabbed it and had, drove home mm. i left school i was like i gotta go i was like i don't want to talk to him so i got home and I threw it in the trash thinking, there's no way my mom will find this. She'll never find this. She did. Plot twist. She did. And she wanted me to go. 
She's like, did somebody ask you to go to prom? I was like, why? She's like, because I found this in the trash. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what happened to that cookie. So yeah. she took it out and took a picture of it. I still have the picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds exactly like you. Mm-hmm. You haven't changed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Makeup story. Yeah. Freak out. Lie. Project. No. <laughs> no. Yes. Not makeup okay. story lie. Project. Okay. So now it's your turn. I, I told my bad date. You got another one. I mean, yeah. You you wrote a list. Where's your list? It's next. I know where it is. Pick it up. I know what it is. We'll tell the story. So I met this guy at a bar. Always a great spot to find people to date. And I somehow gave him my number and he had texted me and was like, oh, I'm going to take you out on a date. I was like, yeah, I guess. I guess I'll go with you. I, I don't think I'd been on a date in like a year before that. So I was like, yeah, I mean, sure, I'll go with you. And I meet him and he, this guy is not my type. Like not my Describe type. Describe him. He was like a little bit heavier, more muscles. Like, I mean, he still looked like a goth kid and had like pock marks. Mm. But I was just like, no, this, this is not going to work. That dark lighting did him favors. How old, how old were you? I had to be like 22. 22. Okay, mm-hmm. so you were like fresh out of college? Yeah. Okay. I had just moved to Austin. Was, oh, okay. I was like just trying to meet people. Do you remember what bar? No. We tried to go to like three different places. No, when you met him. God only knows. It was probably an 80s night. Oh, at uh, Barbarella? Yeah. Okay. That would make sense. Or goth night at yeah. that other place. Yeah. But yeah, so I meet him up. We try to go to this one place. He's got like weird diet restrictions, so we can't go there. So we go to this other place and we can't do that. But the thing is, every time we had to get in his car, he had like a really old classic car. And you did, he had to get out and like wind something up for the car to move. Wait, are you talking like a car from the 1920s? Yeah. It are was you a really serious? cool car. With yeah. A, with a, you have to crank it yeah. at, the, at the front? Yeah. No shit. Every time the, the car. You got to be it. careful with those because you can easily break your arm with those things. Yeah. I mean, the car was cool. The car you was had a highlight. crank car? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It, and I mean, we just had nothing in common. It was like one of those things where it was like, I must have been drunk and just wanted someone to talk to. And you were available to talk to me. So that's cool. But then he tried to like pull a fast one on me and kiss me when I was sleeping. I ran. Mm. I ran. I was like, mm Got into the house and ate tacos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It was like my bad one. And that guy would not leave me alone. I had to block that number. Speaking of meeting someone that doesn't really work for you, meeting them at the bar, Mm -hmm. I've got a story. So I think I was 20, let's see, I was 24 when I moved to Austin because the story takes place in Austin um, at Crowbar. I was... 25 or 20 let's see let's see i must have been like 25 yeah because i was still living at the edge yeah it was like around my first year i was living at the edge i went to crowbar my favorite bar in austin yep and um there was this uh another girl not really my type bigger yeah but you know kind of like indie goth kind of a you know vibe and everything um and i don't don't know how because um i was a 
raging functional alcoholic around yeah. this time and and for years prior. Um, but I started talking to her and we had some kind of rapport. And she said, come meet my parents. Because we were sitting outside smoking cigarettes on the patio. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Come meet. I want you to meet my parents. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. And not thinking, you know, thinking she wants me to meet her parents sometime in the future when they're in town. Still but the, weird. But the thing is, yeah, this is the first time we'd ever met this night. Um, and we hadn't, could not have been talking for more than an hour. Yeah. Um, now, when she said, I want you to meet my parents, and when I said, okay, sure, I did not know that her parents were at the bar inside. In fact, I think this might have been within the first 20 minutes of us talking, if I remember correctly. Her parents were sitting inside at a table in the bar, and she took me in there and introduced me, and I talked to them, and they liked me. And and they said, I think you're perfect for our daughter. And she's like, she, they turned to her and they're like, this is a good one. Uh, I, I don't remember her name. Let's call her Janie. This is a good one, Janie. Don't let this one go. And so I had the parents' consent all in the matter of like 30 minutes of meeting this person. They're probably ready to pawn her off. I think they were. And I think she was younger than me, too. She was like 22 or something. Yeah. I'd already been through grad... I'd already been through grad school and all this. Um, And so... Her parents gave me approval. And I was just thinking, all right, I'm going to get to fuck. Yeah. And um, so I... I, I follow her. She takes her car eventually later on in the night. Her parents leave. She invites me over to her apartment. Um, I follow her in my car. We get there, and um, we we don't even fully make out. We kiss a little bit, and she gives me this like really intense look in the eyes, like she's looking at my soul, and she's like, "You don't feel it." You don't feel what I feel. You're not in love. You're not. I know you. And I'm like, babe, no, no. It's I. I, I like you a lot. <laughs> and she and Anything she'd look at me. Those pants. Yeah, and she's like, no, you're not here. You're somewhere else. Oh God. And so we ended up just smoking pot, and I slept on the floor. Yeah, probably and, a wise move. And. Over the, and, and she had her window cracked open and no air on or anything. So I woke up feeling very stuffy. And, and this was when I was still smoking cigarettes. So I was like, okay, I'm fucking hungover. I smoked too many cigarettes, which all of the above applied to the fact that I woke up fucking ill. Like yeah, legit. Yeah, probably still drunk too. Ill. Oh, yeah. Hangover is yeah. you're still drunk and, and alcohol withdrawal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I was sick. And so I, I go to work and I was like so sick. I wasn't puking or anything, but I was so sick they sent me home. I went to work at um, Starbucks. Yeah. Because I was working at Starbucks and I was also working at the apartment I lived at as a leasing agent. I worked Thanks. at the desk and gave tours. Mm-hmm. And the money 
that I made, they deducted from, from my rent? check. Oh yeah. They deducted my 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 rent from my paycheck. Much like that guy um Pullman. Yeah. Pullman did in that story we were listening to. Yeah. About the uh the Pullman train car. He did something very similar. So I was working these two jobs. I I never had a day off. Yeah. I I had maybe four hours off a day to sleep, and that's it. Um, close, open. Clo- it was clopens, literal clopens, every single day of the week for quite a few months. Yeah. And then I get sick, and um, I have a talk with the manager at Starbucks, and she's like, you're doing two jobs, right? And I said, yeah. And she's like, I've been there before, and it's tough. Yeah. You really might consider... If you want to, you know, quit the other job at the apartment, I can give you more hours. And uh, and so I did. And um, I, I, you know, I'm working nonstop. I am not making any benefits. Yeah. And I could barely feed myself because I was so fucking poor. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, that was soon soon before we we met. And then this was this was just before I met Jesse. Okay. Yeah, I met met Jesse while I was sick. While I was sick, I was like, I'm going to try out this OkCupid thing. See what this is about. That's hilarious to me. Yeah. Okay, your turn. Oh, man. I'm looking at my notes. I don't have too much. Well, I went on a date with um, my professor. I took a class in college. Professor? Yeah. Old man? Old woman? No, he was like 23 years old. So I was in college. I was a comparative cultural studies major, and I was taking a sociology of gangs class. Gangs? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Gang sociology. And it was really cool, and I loved that class, and my teacher was smoking. Like, he was so beautiful. Describe him. Paint the picture. He's, like, olive-complected, kind of, like, wavy hair. Was he tall, dark, and handsome? Was he short? He was like a little shorter than me, I think. Okay. Was he stocky, slender, muscly? He was like a little muscly, but still on the slender side. Okay. Kind of like me? Yeah. Okay. So I finished my class. I get like a 100%. I have stellar grades because I do any and all extra credit for that teacher. Like, whatever you want, I'll send it to you, dude. He gave you the A, but he really wanted to give you a D. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my god, I was like, what if I, I was like, what should I do? I should wait until, like, the, the grades are out and then, you know, try to see if he'd want to hang out. So, like, I run into him and I'm like, oh, hey, now that classes are done, what are you up to? And he's like, oh, I've been wanting to hang out with you. And I was mm. like, oh, okay. So, he's like, I just knew that it would be inappropriate. Some, some a mutual infatuation. Yes. Okay. So, I was like, you know, I was 20 years old. So, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, this is an older man. Mm. Oh, my goodness. He's so much older. He's already done grad school. Blah, blah, blah. And, it, you know, like, I was really into it. And so, he invited me to come over. I get there, and it's him with, like, three or four of his male friends. And I was like... At his place? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, like, we're drinking wine and stuff, and then they want to go out. And I'm too young to get into a bar. And they were like, why don't you have a fake ID? I was like, because I turn 21 in, like, three months, six months. And he was like, oh, well, you know, you should get a fake ID, and then you can hang out with us all the time. And that was enough for me. I was like, I felt snubbed. And so I was like, I'm going to walk home. So I decided to walk, like, the two miles home. 
And I was just mad. But then he kept texting me and being like, oh, I had so much fun with you. You're so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And I, if there's anything I don't like, it's like smothering me. I, it makes me crazy. So I just did not respond at all, which was not a nice thing to do. But I did it. And, you know, like I was going out still all the time because, you know, undergrad. And we are leaving a bar and he walks right past me. And he's like, oh, hey. And I'm like looking over to Elizabeth like, please help me. God, please help me. And she's like, is that him? I'm like, yeah. So like, he's like, oh, I haven't heard from you. I think I probably told him that my phone was broken and had it in my hand knowing me. But, you know, I never went on another date with him. <laughs> oh, God, that just reminded me of a college date when I was in grad school in Stillwater. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gotten dumped not long before before all this happened. But it, it had been long enough that, you know, I was like, you know, used to being single again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a friend or someone, I don't remember how me and this blonde girl met. Um, I liked her as a friend, but she was so into me. Yeah. Uh, this was one of those cases where, like she already knew who I was yeah, and I had never met her before. One of those cases. Yeah. And she was super into me. Um, and she was a, another very sweet person. Yeah. I really liked her as a friend. Yeah. Um, and so we went on like one date, like we went to, actually, I think we might've gone on a couple dates. This is, this is grad school, so yeah. I was a raging functional alcoholic. Yeah. So especially grad school, my memory's kind of kind of very foggy. Yeah. But I'm trying to piece this together. Um, I think we'd gone on a couple dates. Uh, we went to a movie, maybe a few dates. We went to a movie, uh, went to the bar, and hung out at her place one time. We never, like, kissed or anything like that because I was still, like, you know, I'm just going to be single for a while. Yeah. Let's see how this goes. And I wasn't necessarily feeling it, but um, in retrospect, I feel like I was just because I was fucking oblivious. Yeah. Um, I, no, I wouldn't say I was leading her on. Yeah, you probably were, but, you know, it happens. Yeah. Uh I feel well, like if you're going on dates with her, then you definitely were leading her on. Yeah, you're but it was false pretense. But it was still. I mean, these were like I, I'd never seen her outside of these dates. So this was still like I'm getting to know this person. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's not like we knew each other prior. So this was still at like that span of time of like who is this person? Yeah, and I think she was trying to get into a relationship faster than I was because I wasn't so sure if I liked her or yeah. not, which is a sign that you just don't you like You probably her. don't. You don't. Yeah. So, but I, I, I didn't know that. Um, and I was just, you know, let's be friends and see what happens sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I, I get caught up with, uh, classes and grad school shit and plays yada yada um and then i'm at a party 
at a friend's apartment and I've eaten um, four fourths, so 100% of a magic brownie that you should probably only eat 25% of at one time. I ate the whole fucking brownie because it just tasted so good. And um, that's when I met that uh, the one chick that you say looks like she could be my sister. Um, I mean, (laughs) I'm I'm at this party. I'm like sitting out on the balcony uh, trying to ground myself with a cigarette. And I see this chick walk in uh, to the kitchen through like the scrolling doors looking into the apartment. Yeah. And the light behind her is like glowing because she's got, you know, incandescent or whatever lights behind yeah. her. And I'm like, her her hair's not in dreads, but it's kind of matted, like it's almost dread sort of thing. And oh, I, so gross. Not <laughs> it wasn't dirty hair. It's just kind of how she did it with product sort okay. of a thing. Okay. All right. And I was like, whoa, she looks like Janice Joplin. Um, you know, and we were like, Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. We got along fine. Yeah. Hippie chick, me and hippies, you know, what, we get along fine. Well, that same night, you know, um, we meet, we exchange numbers, we kiss a little bit at this party. Yeah. And then some friends want to go out to uh, Stonewall Tavern. And so I go there and I'm just like so fucking high. I have no idea. I was telling. I have no idea. What's, I'm so high. I have no idea what's going on. I had no idea what was going on. You know, I'm sitting with friends. They're all talking. And I'm just like, eyes bugging. And my I got this like stupid smile stuck on my face. And I'm just nodding, like trying to figure out people's conversations. You know, and someone would like say something to me because they're trying to involve me. And I'd just be like, yeah, like I couldn't. I was so high, I couldn't say anything. It's <laughs> just like nodding. And the blonde girl was walking by with some girlfriends at the table outside. I was sitting at a table outside and she walked by with a couple girlfriends and she says, hi. And I fully, I had full amnesia. Like I was, uh, I had no fucking idea. I had never seen this person before in my life. And I like, she kind of smiled and waved at me and I, I looked at her and I was clearly like, who the fuck are you? But hi, I hope you're having a good night. You know, um, Hey, (laughs) so the next day when I'm finally like sober up, I realize, Oh, it was her. Oh my God. I'm such a fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's one that, ugh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't really go on a lot of dates. I had some dates that I didn't know were dates. Tell me about one. Well, when I first was at my my restaurant job, and, you know, I nobody would talk to me for like six months there. I didn't have any friends. I was super lonely, super bored, would always call Elizabeth crying, talking about how I wanted to go back to Ohio. Who the fuck is Elizabeth? My best friend. Okay. And so, you know, we're just sitting there and I'm like, all right. I was like, you're going to make friends. So I I see this guy and I'm like, oh, you know, I work with him. So I'll be friendly and nice. Not, I was like, I'm not really interested in that way, but you know, like I'll be your friend. So he texts me and he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to bring over some beer 
and a movie. And I was like, all right, cool. All I've got is a laptop, man. So you're going to have to put that CD in there. And he's like, okay, cool. I'll be there in a minute. And then we're just sitting there drinking beer, like having a good time. And he like leaned over to try to kiss me. I was like, what are you doing? Oh, no. I was like, what do you think you're doing, sir? A very confusing time for me. <laughs> well, uh, I just I just remembered a date um, that I'm going to tell in the Patreon episode. I think that's it for yeah for the um, the free portion of this episode. And I've got some crazier fucking stories to share. Uh, let's see, um, a dude. Uh, an abusive guy brings his baby mama and and four-year-old daughter over to an apartment that I'm partying at. That's one. Um, there's another night, another date I had in Denver um, <laughs> where I went out with this dominatrix and met her um, friend who was, he didn't identify as trans. He identified as a cross-dresser. Yeah. Um, and, and that ended up, we went over to their place and they had a snake and I'm going to tell these stories in the Patreon episode. So if you would like to hear or see the rest of these stories, become a patron, patreon.com slash that thing with James. Uh, as always, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is at James J Asher. Please make my, uh, subreddit less lonely r slash that thing with james and if you have any idea of like a a subject or a story topic you would like me to cover on the show or if you are in need of advice that i i would love to give advice on the show um or if you just want to say hi send me an email at that thing with james at gmail.com you have anything to add i do not Okay, um, I'm going to charge this camera up, and then we're going to continue with this episode. Um, catch you next week. Bye. Bye.